Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, November 15th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. New week, busy sports weekend, lot to get to from this weekend, and we won't waste any significant amount of time doing that. Nick Roush, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, and you know what, TJ? I'm starting the week off by admitting something I never thought I would say this early on a Monday, and that's you were right. You were right, and I don't think that's- you can ever guess what you were right about. And I don't know if the Scooter Dingus could guess either, but I think he might agree after watching some football on Sunday. That Aaron Rodgers is awesome. Pittsburgh weather is worse than Green Bay weather. Get it the <laughs> hell out of here. That was Pittsburgh that weather in, is nasty, man. Nobody wants to be out there in Pittsburgh weather. Cold rain. Give me the snow. Like I, you, I, I think now, like I, I'm. It's like I had an epiphany. Twenty degrees better than thirty-eight degrees. It's. I, that, I think that's a fact now. I think that's a fact. Yeah, that's uh, like it, it is. It is interesting how in Lambeau and Green Bay, their winter weather is like the beautiful sights and sounds of winter. Welcome to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And then in Pittsburgh, it's just like another miserable day in the Steel City. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. The weather's miserable, but uh, uh, tens of thousands of folks came out just because they wanted to be completely and totally miserable. Where in Green Bay, it's very clearly cold. Like they had a lot of snow the night before and it's just it's a winter wonderland you think Bing Crosby would be playing throughout the stadium hey maybe more reliable than Mason Crosby oh man uh can't be any less reliable am I right but you're right it's uh Green Bay is the scenic Disney cartoon or the Bob Ross landscape whereas Pittsburgh is the Soviet era USSR everything's miserable you see the steam rolling out yeah it just that was terrible. Mason Rudolph, the fact that he gets played to pay, he gets paid to play quarterback, Justin. I can't I can't believe that he is somehow still a quarterback in the National Football League. He's got to have dirt on somebody. There's no other explanation. Well, I mean, he his number hasn't been called all that often. It seems like only every other time that Ben goes down, which is unfortunately the last two or three years been quite frequently. But yeah, just not good. That is not a good law, or it's not even a loss. You can't he even call lose. it a loss. That's that's lose. how bad it was. You can't even call it a bad loss. Well, I've always I, I thought this last night when the game went final that it is true what they say. Ties are like kissing your sister, which in Roush's case ain't so bad. Hey, <laughs> haven't heard that one before. Here's <laughs> here's, here's a an actual question though, bro. What do you do if you're a Lions fan? Because, like, hey, you know, you've, you celebrate. You lost, a, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. You, like it's you're games. not. There's no way that they can lose every game now. It's awesome. That, that's true. <laughs> you, it's such a weird dynamic. <laughs> like, hey, you didn't lose every game. <laughs> that's so a weird. horrible tie for the Steelers, folks. Absolutely. And in such With a contested AFC North, where like you know every game's going to end up mattering. The Lions, even without your quarterback, the Lions at uh-huh. home. Gosh, hey, at least though they showed the graphic and currently Steelers wild card team. So there you have it. Hey, there you have it, folks. Oh, you all are wild card, all right. Anytime you can tie, <laughs> anytime you can tie the Lions, you're you're considered a wild card. Uh, we'll maybe talk about a little bit more NFL. That Seahawks Packers game. Who would have thought defense would be? Such a, a, a play Man, a big Packers part. This is really good. Like I know Russell Wilson was just throwing a jump balls and they were picking them off, but still, like they're they're pretty good. The healthier Looking they like get, the best team in the NFL. If they if they can continue to get healthy, I, I think they're I think they're right there, Roush, which is going to be exciting. And then you know the Packers defense, big performance yesterday. You look back what they did at Kansas City, and then Kansas City goes to Las Vegas and just. Looks like that's the Kansas City people thought that we were going to see all season. Five touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. Complete and total domination the Chiefs handed the Raiders. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more NFL Sunday and NFL football. As the show goes on, you're rolling with Kentucky Roll Call here on your Monday morning. A 2-0 weekend for the Cats. We did it. Woo! Yeah! Bouncing back, baby. And just just and like we all expected. It was it was a fun bounce back too. Like it was it was a joy to watch both of those games. I know some folks uh, weren't big fans of the final thirty minutes of the the Vanderbilt game in Nashville. But if you thought Mark Stoops, you you've watched this for almost nine years now. Did did you really expect him to just light up the scoreboard in the second half? No, they 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 were playing a lot of different guys, particularly on defense. Uh, the the backup running quarterback comes in and throws a couple touchdown passes on fourth down uh so it was it was it wasn't the the most beautiful second half of football but Kentucky did what they needed to do they got the win they had 31 points in the first half and I think the first 28 came on 16 plays I mean it was it was just they could do no wrong there at the beginning of the game a lot of fun watching the Cats play football Saturday night wow Roush with a interesting pivot here don't be bothered by the second half that was good what you saw down in nashville interesting take roush yeah i mean like mark stoops i don't look it ha- probably has the numbers um but he was at a wedding saturday night but the numbers that mark stoops covering uh as a double digit favorite are very rare it does not happen very often the foot gets taken off the gas will have us only through eight passes in the second half and he completed his first 10 of the game so like it, Obviously, you're not going to produce the same kind of results. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. I thought it was funny that like some of the uh, I, prisoner of the moment takes are my favorite, uh, especially on the KSR live blog, because it really is just a place for folks to vent. And I thought it was so funny. Like Chris Rodriguez is done playing. I don't think Wondell Robinson was playing anymore. You really called off the dogs and people are like, this team's terrible. And it's like, you know, Jatan McClain, he's going to be RB2 now. Uh, I think that's kind of safe to say he did enough uh, during that kind of mop up time. Josh Paschal didn't play a ton. Bully didn't play a ton. You got a lot of guys, different reps in that second half. The game was well in hand. It was 31 to three. Vanderbilt's not a good football team. So um, Cats went in cruise control, got out of there with a win. 
Only the second time since 77, Kentucky's got a winning record in SEC play at 5-3. and three. They clinched second in the SEC East. So, all in all, exactly what you needed. Just get back on the right foot. You got some explosive plays on the offense. You even got a big play from the defense. Jalen Geiger starting his first game, records a pick six. Uh, he joked after the game that never had a pick six so easy because Ken Seals just kind of threw it up. I think if you want to get mad at anybody for the – second half performance get mad at josh pascal he sacked that quarterback way too hard and if he doesn't hit ken seals and just drop him like a sack of potatoes at the end of the first half maybe that bum keeps on playing and kentucky just keeps running up the score in the second half yeah i i don't think i think the the truth obviously somewhere in the middle things looked really good in the first half and everybody was kind of having fun and all smiles across the board from the team to the fan base and then you go out there and you just I, I get it. Vandy wasn't going to win that game. When they got it to two possessions, I guess maybe you could have like, you could have said, "Oh, this is a little, this is a little interesting." But all things considered, Vandy wasn't going to win that football game, especially with the start that Kentucky had. But would it have killed anybody just for Kentucky to look solid in that second half, just to score more than three points, to go and put it in the end zone twice? Would that have been too much to ask? against a bad Vandy team. There's a way that they could have left Nashville where everybody's feeling a little bit more upbeat about the remainder of the season. Instead, I think it was the epitome of the season. There was part of it that looked amazing. There was part of it that was like, gosh, I'm not so sure if this team, how good they actually even are. And that's not that's not what we wanted, Roush. That's not what we wanted coming out of this game. Kentucky had four drives in the second half. <laughs> that's it and three points though i mean 25 percent of scoring opportunities against vanderbilt's not good it's not good no there, well there there weren't 25 percent scoring opportunities technically scoring opportunities is getting it in their own 40 they didn't really do much of that um okay, the, so the, the, the part so, that's so, disappointing so, so one's scoring opportunity against vandy yeah and they they kicked a field goal 25 so um, scoring the, opportunities a scoring opportunity, it's either 40 or 35 is how it's defined in statistics. And so uh, one in four possessions ended in a scoring opportunity. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, because you had drives ending at the... Which would that yeah, be? They, they, what's they the didn't even... What's I guess the, the last one... What's the percentage on that? Uh, it would technically... If you want to go bad percentages, two touchdowns or two field goals in the red zone instead of touchdowns is bad. Like the, the field goal they kicked before half. If, if I'm going to be nitpicky about a, a game that you were up for like three scores for most of it, uh, the nitpickiness part would be throwing fades, especially one to Rasan Lewis. In the yeah, when you got down to the, the I don't know what, what yard line was that, the, the seven yard line, just go running in the end zone there. Like Chris Rodriguez could do no wrong at that point. Uh, I know you might have wanted to get some looks, but like Rasan Lewis, a fade, like that dude's like 5'9". When are we doing throwing fades to 5'9", guys? Uh, fades, that, jump balls to Isaiah Cummings, good. We saw that in the, you know, the possession prior. Man. Or two possessions prior. So, yeah, he's he's really coming along well. Like that, if you're, so I, I know that, the, I'm sure the text line is going to have some much less, you know, sunshine and rainbows. I'm pumping sunshine and rainbows today, folks, because we just lost. It was a month without winning. I'm going to talk. I'm going to have fun with this. But if we want to talk about building for next year, I like what Jatan McLean brought to the table. He's, I think he's almost a shoe in to be the lead back next year, unless Rodriguez decides he, he does want to run it back. I don't foresee that happening. I haven't heard any of that. So 
McLean, he kind of looks the part, and you wish that he didn't have injuries and had to deal with the the, the stupid fight stuff at the beginning of the year because they really liked what they saw from him. Uh, I think he would have been RB2 a month ago, if not for some of that other stuff. But Isaiah Cummings, the tight end room next year is freaking awesome. Like, you're getting Keaton Upshaw back. You're getting Brendan Bates back. Jordan Dingle, the only time you saw him was in a blowout over for ULM, and he made an impressive catch. And Cummings is showing you a, a not just potential. Like this, this was a has been a great foundation year for him to really just explode and have an exceptional 2022 season. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about the future as well. And I, and I think your sentiment is important. It's a little surprising. I wasn't exactly sure what angle you were going to have coming in to this morning's Kentucky Roll Call. And I do think on the whole, when you take a step back and you say, listen, Kentucky's played 10 games. They've got two to go. SEC play wrapped up for the 2021 season. Cats won't play another SEC team until September 2022. That is uh, – they've completed it. I think – That's pretty wild. I think six, yeah. I think six and two, probably is what it should have been. Mm-hmm. All that being said, though, your first, your second winning record in a really, really long time, that matters. That that's nothing to kind of scoff at. I'm I'm happy Kentucky took care of business against Vanderbilt. It seemed like they mostly got out of that game uh, clean for for the most part, unless there's a big one that I'm missing off the top of my head, which very well could yeah, be not that I can recall. Yeah, uh, not that I can recall. You know, it's football. People go down. There's surprises here and there. But it seemed like they got out of that game easily and uh, are, are without major injuries, which is always a good thing. I, I do just wish they looked a little bit sharper just to kind of let the doom and gloomers to have a weekend where they couldn't find anything to <laughs> moan and groan about. But that second half was boring, if nothing yeah. else. Kentucky didn't look totally inspired into it. I did like that you brought that up because I wrote that down, that like two miracle fourth down plays. I shouldn't say miracle per se, but two two I mean that's two that, that plays where the odds were really really against anything happening even when the play was ongoing and then they ended up oh, getting yeah. the payoff. Uh, you take those away and then I think people are looking at this game a little differently, but you can't. They they right. were touchdowns, they should count. At the end of the day, I do wish it was just more of a 60-minute walloping than a 30-minute cruise fest. But mm-hmm. I, it's nothing, I think, to get too worked up about one way or another. It, yeah, it was a, and that, a man, that first touchdown that Vandy got, too, that was such a – I'm scrambling, I throw it up, and I have like two fingertips get so close to knocking it down, and it just barely glides over the top, and they get the reception. Like, But I, I think – in these games too, I have such a like people are human, <laughs> you know, like they're they're gonna take their foot off the gas. It's it's a cold night in Vandy. You're just trying to get out of there at that point after halftime. So uh and and that's why it was my lock of the week, Vandy covering sneaking in that back door. So maybe maybe that's why I also wasn't as uh upset because I just kind of that could very be that could very much be it. A lot of your personal decisions are based on or uh, your personal takes are based on gambling picks, I've come to learn. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. You were just happy with the outcome, so happy Roush going to perceive happiness. I like it. Well, and, and also, um, never going to apologize for a win. Uh, that's one of Mark Stoops' favorite quotes. And, like, that, we've done this. I, I just, 
the U the, the UT Chattanooga game was the last time I'm ever betting Kentucky as a big favorite. And if if you couldn't learn from that too, because I think that's a lot of the disgruntlement, right? Like it's you didn't just completely wallop them when you, you it was kind of there for the taking. Vandy's bad, and you didn't just completely demolish them and have people make easy money on you. Um, I, I I think that's the the source of a good chunk of it. It's just like, oh man, I thought they were gonna run away and have a good time. They didn't, but they still got a very important win, and they looked very good in the, the first half. And if I were – I think the spread was 36 or something for this upcoming New Mexico State game. They're not very good. New Mexico State, uh, one win on the season, just got walloped by Alabama. Still going to stay away. Still going to stay far, far away. Maybe a first half it because Kentucky can score 35 points um, and then kind of run away with it. I but like, come on, folks. Let's let's stay away and just enjoy a nice little cruise control win in that second half. Hey, and if you don't like it, I I, I don't know. Did you did you didn't turn turn it off? Did you TJ or did you did you at least keep it on for that kind of sloppy second half? I watched it all. What 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 else do you think I'm doing? It's UK football. They only play twelve games a year. I was watching. I know. So just and I'm sure you were smart enough to have a second screen on because there were some really good games Saturday night. Actually, I mean. Was too lazy to get the second screen. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> just that was had a busy, busy Saturday. Uh, I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I can always just flip it over in between UK commercial breaks." So we, I did a little of that more than go down and get the other TV set up. But yeah, I didn't. It was just kind of a lazy Saturday night for the Cats. Man, the uh, the field goal leading into the UK game, I was very, I was going to be upset if I had to watch on the stupid ESPN app and have like significant lag behind folks who were there and thank god that that texas tech kicker has a cannon for a leg my god 62 yard field goal and that thing he cleared it by a couple yards he could have made it from 70 that was an amazing field goal and uh, you know it wasn't the greatest day for college football particularly early on a lot of blowouts but that kick was crazy you had uh old miss texas a&m get a little wild down the stretch Ole Miss with a big-time win. Um, and then Arkansas-LSU went to overtime. There was some really, really good football games uh, Saturday night. So may maybe that's another reason why. Like I I, I kind of checked out in the second half. Kentucky was getting the win. There was a lot of good games going on. You know, just go, go run out the clock your time, McLean. Let's, uh, let's, let's get on out of here with a win. Don't forget Texas and Kansas. Oh, yeah, that was the big one. That was, that was absolutely nutty. Kansas or er, Texas five straight losses for the first time since 1956. And did Ooh. I see that it was Kansas's first conference road win since 2007 or 2008? That sounds right. That Jeez. sounds right. That's that's horrible. I think it was their first. Uh, no, I don't think it was the first time ever winning at Texas ever. Wow. And they did it in the ugliest uniforms ever. That beat <laughs> so. Oh bad. my god. So that bad. was that was um like angry Cardinal Bird man. <laughs> Like that was that was so bad. I actually liked the helmets. I was like, you know, if you're Kansas, might as well wear stupid helmets. What else do you have going on? But nice win for the Jayhawks. That was uh, in overtime too. Once you know Texas came back, I was like, well, Kansas gonna they're gonna squander this bad boy away. But not so fast. The nope. old Kansas Jayhawks get a big win. Football and U of L honors Lamar properly with a big win. Man, Lamar Day. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there are some folks who are like, man, really wish the Ravens played on Thanksgiving this year so we could have Lamar Day for the UK game. They, they wasted all their good Lamar juju to beat a bad Syracuse team. 
or I wouldn't I shouldn't say bad, a ho hum Syracuse team. Beat the snot out of them. So I know uh, Louisville fans that they they kind of needed that feel good win. Lamar and Scott Satterfield that they 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 touched all the right buttons to to really uh, galvanize that fan base. Scott and his tots they ain't going anywhere. My Uval friends were were furious, or at least uh, at least several of them were. <laughs> they they were furious that on Scott such saved a his job. such a whole home season. Fan base doesn't like Scott Satterfield. Fan base just doesn't love this team, even though it's been it's pretty much been about what was expected. Maybe slightly better for no. some U of L fans. If it's slightly worse for some U of L fans, then that's on you. Uh, if this season has hasn't gone the way that you thought it was going to go, then your expectations were just wildly out of check going into the year. But they they are very disappointed that in such a boring season with little fanfare that they pulled their Lamar Jackson card just to get a few extra butts in the seats. They were mad. They were like, this game's not even on TV. Nobody's here. Lamar deserves better than this. Um, The crowd looked okay. I I understand. Like on the one hand, I could see some U of L fans being like, that was one of the better crowds we had. And for a noon game against, Syracuse, like it would have been miserable if we didn't do this. So at least it looked halfway decent. And then other U of L fans are thinking we're not going to be down forever. Someday we're going to have an absolutely colossal game. And then if you throw in the Lamar ceremony, then then mm-hmm. it turns into like the biggest thing for a week. Everybody's talking yeah. about it every single day. You get news crews in here and all that stuff. It turns into a much bigger hoopla. But now we just went ahead and we did it and kind of wasted it. Like, we'll do another Lamar statue thing someday, but yeah, now it's like, what, what, what well can, what can we go to in the well next time? Yeah. And I, I think that, like, obviously, this is a, you know, we know how, how this works. You got to play that card at the right time. And maybe this was the right time to try to get some, some recruits like some some high school juniors excited to give their recruiting a shot in the arm but I, that's what i was saying beforehand like using it on a syracuse game kind of a ho-hum year it just felt like you could if you use it at a better opportunity you could try to sell that stadium out i, th- I really do and louisville fans gave me so much hell for it but the, you're never going to say wow that's a great looking crowd with that big stupid flight deck half empty no matter what the thing is going to be empty no matter what all the time. So, like, it's never going Your to be like... Your fans gave you hell for that? Yeah, they gave me hell for that because I said it ruined the stadium, which it certainly did. Completely ruined it. Got very uh, yeah. mad at me. Got very oh, mad at me. Oh, this back when you were at the game that one time? Yes. Yeah, they got very mad at me. I didn't know if this was from Saturday. I, that That's just, that's not even subjective. That's just a yeah. fact. If U of L just does all their upgrades and expansions and they close the bowl in the end zone and all that yeah. stuff, cool. it's a good looking stadium. You're just adding an additional, I don't know, what is that, 25,000 seats up there? Something like and, and that. They're not, 15, and they're not, maybe. And they're not yeah. good seats. Like they're, they're not terrible good seats. Um, yeah, the flight deck's just not a good, it's not like a good marketing term, anyways. You're so high, you're it's like you're in a plane. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree with you there. But hey, they they got a big win. I yeah. uh, it's harder it's harder to watch U of O games in town now than it was oh. in like the late eighties. It's crazy. If they're it's impossible. If you don't you can't if, watch it. Yeah, if you don't have like direct TV spectrum, 
if you are streaming, if you're doing, you can't watch them. You can't yeah. watch them. You can't no. watch them far too often, which is wild. So I had a really busy Saturday, but I listened to the game and just complete and total domination from start to finish for for well, U of L. So some might say that it was great timing to have Lamar back then. They knew that they were going to lose to a team called Furman in basketball and suffer their worst or their first, excuse me. Uh, basketball loss in the month of November since 1972. So actually, may, may have been perfect timing. Uh, and that was another game, too, you couldn't watch unless you had like ESPN Plus or something. Um, yeah, I... At least when, that wasn't when, blacked out like the football game was. I was at Rupp Arena Friday night. So, uh, and we we left, I think, right around the under eight timeout, maybe just briefly after that. So we we got in the car, and by the time we got in the car, the UK game was winding down. We listened to the U of L game against Furman on the radio, as well. A lot of Paul Rogers this weekend for for myself, and a lot of Tom Leach too, which was great as well. But I'm going. Let, let's take a break. I don't think we're totally done talking football, so we will get back to that. And of course, we've got the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. But Roush, we'll turn the page. We'll talk a little bit about the hoopy ball side of things. You're right. The first yeah. major upset uh, upset in the area. We will discuss oh. U of L's loss to Furman, and the Caps took on Bobby Moe and and looked pretty pretty good. And we got another big time upset for the good guys in the state of Kentucky as well. I'm sure I, I don't know you if you heard about this, but the the Eastern Kentucky Colonels said suck it, Patrick Baldwin, and took down Milwaukee, beat him by I think 11. It was awesome. Wow. Let's Shout not out to the Colonels. Let's not forget the Lady Cats traveled up to Bloomington uh, as well. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. on that also. I don't and think shocker, we've got enough time. Shocker, get completely hosed. <laughs> Game changed with that terrible miscall at halftime, and everything that happened after that should be forgotten about and not. <laughs> they not run the clock up there in Bloomington, or, uh, Justin? Uh, well, sometimes they forget. That's No, that was uh, – <laughs> I've got some major, major concerns <laughs> about UK women's basketball, but I don't. Yeah. I, at what point we get to those, we'll we'll see. So let's go to a break. But congrats to you, Hoosier Dingus, and your Indiana women's basketball team for a, a nice, comfortable win against the top. I got to take my wins where I can get them. Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, buddy. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about everything that we just discussed, uh, maybe here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio ninety six one. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. It's like Lennon said, you look for the person who will benefit and, uh, uh, you know. I am uh, the walrus. You know, you'll, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Shut up, Donnie. The I, Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1458. It's a beautiful start to your morning if you're in the Louisville Disagree. area. It's a beautiful day. It look, I mean, it's oh, I wonderful say, sunrise. Very pretty sunrise, I guess, would be the easier way to crisp say air. It's just very cold outside. It's like yeah. it's like January cold outside. Um, now that you need to be a baby about it, just put on an extra jacket or something like that. I'm, but it is yeah, pretty. Justin, like, don't be a baby about it. Looking out the window, seeing the sunrise. Uh, Got two jackets today. Well, what do you like? One's a hoodie, probably, right? Correct. Okay, 
So a hoodie and a jacket. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a bit. That's a bit much. Just a and a toboggan. You're gonna be out. You were outside for like two seconds. Point two seconds. Long enough. I love too that you and Trevor both hate the cold, and it's for completely different reasons. Like Trevor's like, oh gosh, I can't wear flip flops anymore. Uh, <laughs> I figured his was because he couldn't go out and smoke. Well, he doesn't. But he does that in his house, so right, right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, Trevor, but he does at least understand. He's he's got a similar mindset to the cold that I have, which is if you don't have to be out inside, uh, if you don't have to be out in the cold. Then you're not. Re- it's not really cold. Like so, he'll he would show up to. He still would Roush. It, it could be snowing, and he'd be showing up to the studio still wearing those eagle shorts, that huge, mm-hmm. just a t-shirt. And then he, yes, maybe not the sandals, but then that's when he'd go with the Uggs. Yeah, uh, the, right. the man Ugg slippers. Trevor right? has Uggs. Yeah, he yep. try. He he, he <laughs> says he hates Tom Brady, but he's a huge Tom Brady Uggs fan. It's weird. That's hilarious. It is hilarious, but. Uh, they're not like the Uggs you're thinking of, of like the 2009 college girl that wears them up like midway between ankles and knees. Uh, these right. are just like slip-on shoes. Yeah, just fuzzy slippers, basically. Which I'm actually uh, uh, have on right now, but they're not Uggs. Hmm. <laughs> not not that embarrassing. These are good. These are Goodfellow and Co. So you know they're the real deal. They're for, they're made for the Goodfellas, <laughs> just like myself and. Just like the Kentucky basketball team. Get their Man. first win of the season. Woo! I'm in attendance. Coincidence? I think not. They also had to do with them being 23 and a half point favorites, but Cats get a win. Fun Friday night. Man, that Rock was Arena. fun. And it just, I think that's how Bobby Moe, I don't think they're probably going to win the Horizon. No, no. I don't think. I think they've got some pieces. They, they, but probably still probably not good enough to win. Horizon's the a little, a little bit more physical, I think, for their liking. Probably, uh, probably so. And they had to kind of put together this roster with some transfers and got some nice pieces. But when you're kind of plugging holes with with transfers, it can sometimes not end up the exact way that you want to. I think they'll be a solid middle of the pack Horizon team. But that's a team that Kentucky should beat handedly. They did. It's a team that Kentucky should be able to score on. They did. It's not a team that should be able to score a lot of points on Kentucky. They did not. So, really, if you just go down the list, Roush, and you're checking the boxes, you saw pretty much everything you would see from Kentucky. And they should do that against most inferior opponents. They, they Not 40-point wins every single time. I'm sure they'll have an off night and maybe scrape by somebody by 9 or 11. I wouldn't doubt if that happens. But if Kentucky's playing good, at a minimum, good basketball, they shouldn't have any issues at all with inferior opponents. Just too many weapons. They do too much across the board. You've got the rebounding. You've got the shooting. You've got different – got scores just – down the down the line, and you've got a point guard that can facilitate it all, and you've got also a point guard that I think can kind of he, he's getting there. And Ty Ty Washington's going to have a game where he just puts up stupid, stupid numbers. Uh, that will happen at some point. So Roush, I was uh, that's exactly what I needed to see after Tuesday night. Not that I was doom and gloom after the Duke game. We even complimented UK's fan base mostly as a whole. Thought they handled Tuesday night pretty well. Like frustrating to lose to Duke frustrating game 
wish they played better defense on Paulo and Keels. Didn't mm-hmm. love the free free throw discrepancy. It was what it was. It was an opening night game against a, a good opponent, and the Cats came up short, unfortunately. What they decided to do next was important, so I loved what I saw at Rupp Arena on Friday night. Yeah, beat the snot out of a team that's not very good and have fun doing it. I mean, Oscar Sheboy, that guy, his... It's so I, I I struggle to find the right words to describe his just ability to essentially be a magnet for rebounds. Even on the offensive end, I think there's he had 21 in the first two games, had another 20 point first time since Mike Phillips in 75, 76 to have back to back 20 rebound games. Ooh. Most rebounds in Rupp Arena history. I mean, the dude just gobbles him up. And then after the game, his interview. I, I know you were driving back, so you didn't get to see it. I mean, he just, he's like the happiest guy who just, he he is, uh, I saw somebody say, you can't do any more to endear yourself to the Big Blue Nation than Oscar Sheepway has done in the first two games. I mean, just attacking the glass, working his butt off, and then just talking about how much he loves basketball, how much he loves Kentucky, and he's here to do whatever it takes to be the best ever. Um, I saw somebody say, like, did you know you had a Dan Issel record? And he was like, nope, but that's pretty cool. And they had to explain to him that Dan Issel has the all-time scoring records and all-time UK records. He's like, all right, well, I want to beat him. I want to be the best. And it was just like, wow, this is this is awesome. Did he know who Dan Issel was? No, no, not not a clue. Which, so. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't blame him for not knowing that either. I, I'm sure there's plenty of cats recently that wouldn't know uh dan issel uh, but it was it's just i just I, I love watching that guy play basketball love the effort and enthusiasm he plays with and man i know you're not going to get 20 rebounds every single game but why not i mean you're going to get you got to think like at worst he's only going to get 10 right at this point it would have to be a game where he's not getting He's in over trouble, 20 minutes where he he's not getting 10 rebounds. 10, reba- 10 rebounds isn't going to be difficult for him. Sadly, I think part of that's because Kentucky doesn't have like a number two rebounder that you can really trust or count on. At this point, maybe that changes. But yeah, 10's a, 10's a lock. Oh, man. Just he was an animal. And then our boy Damian Collins. Just, woo. So... I'm I'm not going to start with what I think some people were going to ask, but man, we were worried. Like, well, Sheboy he gets the boards, but is there anybody there to protect the rim? And then Collins goes down and just blocks four shots. He uses that length to just swat him out. And then the 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 burst from him, that dunk, it was number one on Sports Center top plays for a reason. And that's one of those rare dunks, too, that's even more impressive in, like, fast motion. The slow-mo doesn't truly get the wow factor because he seemingly came out of nowhere and just had his armpit at the rim. I bet he could have dunked it at 13 feet. He was so high up. That was incredible. Hey, Roush, a uh, uh, jack-in-the-box in slow motion isn't going to have the intended effect on a child. Damian Collins jumping out of Rupp Arena in slow motion did not have the same impact as the real speed. And and, and the, the thing that made it so jaw-dropping was flat-footed, not even a blink yeah. of the eye, the ball is above the box of on the backboard <laughs> it's crazy like he wasn't too terribly far away from getting the ball near Ooh. level at the top of the backboard like, that's <laughs> it was crazy and they all in just like 
the the simplest motion of a spring of him jumping. It, it was a truly incredible bounce from Damian Collins on that specific play. That that those just little bursts, the block shots, stuff like that. It it creeps in the back of Cal's mind. It should creep in all of our minds. Like, what can this kid be, and how much does he need to be on the like? Do we just have to play him to to be able to pull out what this potentially could turn into to being? Mm-hmm. Does he have to figure this stuff out? Because if the answer to that question is yes, if he has to figure it out on the floor, sorry, Keon. Like we got we got to let Damian figure this stuff out. Because sorry, Jacob. You know, like well, well, Toppin. You know, get healthy, but get get healthy and come back with a fire in your belly because Col- Collins is going to grow each maybe quite literally. He's going to grow as a player each and every game. His stat line, as it stood kind of by itself, 14.6 rebounds, four blocks. That's pretty darn good. I wouldn't expect him to have a stat line like that every single – Seven of eight. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't expect him to have a stat line like that every single night. But he he can kind of do some different things that you don't have other players on the team that that can do it quite like he can. So he's got a really high ceiling. Uh, It's going to be really, really fun watching him develop. And I think on Friday I said Kentucky was going to hit 15 threes. They hit 12. They came up a little short. Ah, So close. Keon missed three himself, and Tata didn't hit any. I I wouldn't have predicted that. I would have thought that he would have at least probably had two, but only even took one, which I uh, I think that's a smart move on his part. Don't force him if they're not there. And Severe Wheeler did his thing, 12 assists. If it yeah. wasn't for the Oscar Sheba rebounding numbers, Roush, we'd probably be on assist watch with, with Severe Wheeler. We've right. seen that in the course of the Calipari era. It generally seems like it's Kyle Tucker who keeps track of this stuff. But, like, block shots, the Nerlens Noel, Anthony Davis race, that was a good time. And then the assist race, Tyler Eulis. And then just a year after that, well, hold on, De'Aaron Fox is doing some pretty crazy things. Uh, and then I think there was maybe even one more after that with the or Ashton Hagen's had some good assist numbers too, or maybe it was steals. But I love the stat trackers. Uh, if not for Oscar yeah. Sheboy's rebounding, we're doing that with Wheeler's assist all year probably. I I think we need at least one more week before we can get the um, on pace to block X amount of shots or grab X amount of rebounds. You got to wait. You got to let the cake bake a little bit more. I actually did that with football Friday. Wondell Robinson is going to break the uh, single season receptions record at UK. Like, I I don't think there's any doubt in my mind about that anymore, which were the top two guys, Craig East, James Whalen, air raid guys. Uh, So pretty nuts that he's going to end up getting to that point. Um, I will say that the one thing that I, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm sure many people were asking after watching Collins be awesome was, so why come we couldn't play him against Duke? Which I think the answer is he is light in his shorts and he's got to put on a lot of weight. They they got him. They mentioned he's on the broadcast. He's eating 5,000 calories a day. They got him on the Anthony Davis weight gain diet right now. Uh, and I, I, I think Cal didn't want to throw him out there and kind of ruin the kid mentally against Duke. And I'm okay with that. Like I I, I am. If we got that Friday night version of Collins though, against Banchero, probably play him a little bit tougher, but all in all, this is going to be a huge month of November for Collins to build some confidence, um, gain weight. He's even got the Anthony Davis, uh, the, the undershirt under the Jersey really like that look going for him. And the, uh, the, the kind of leg sleeve. So um, Toppin 
go get take your time to get healthy. Give Collins a lot more minutes because as fun as this Friday night's going to be, he's going to take a, he he's going to have a rough game one of these, uh, if not more. So glad he's got some confidence now. Use the next seven games to to build up more and more before you really start playing some challenging opponents. Yeah, and we later found out, I think like within the last year or two, that Anthony Davis wore the undershirt because he was self-conscious about his muscles. Yeah, yeah. wonder if it's a similar situation with Damian Collins. Like, it's it's nobody really cares. They understand that you're not a super muscular player. Uh, being next to Oscar Shibway, you could be super muscular and it wouldn't even matter because that dude is an absolute freak. So you let the pups fly if you need to, Damian. Don't feel like you got to cover them up. For us, nobody cares, but uh, agree with everything else that you say. There, there's a lot to like there. Fans, I think, are keeping expectations in check, and that's the way that it. That's the way that I kind of, at times, thought he was going to maybe be more of an impact freshman. Maybe he will get to that. But when I when you got Oscar and you had the front court that you had coming in, and I brought my expectations, I think, a little bit more in check. That's the thing I liked about this situation for Damian is him being able to take his time, not be thrown to the wolves, and you can build a lot of confidence blowing teams out and dunking on people's heads. That can carry over yeah, to some of yeah. the, the bigger and more important games. So all around good stuff from, from UK. I like the defense. They looked better. Robert Morris did miss a lot of open shots early on where I still wasn't thrilled with the defense, but the second half was better in that regard, just not giving up as many open looks. But in the first half, there were still too many just kind of guys getting lost, uh, going under when you needed to go over top, going over top when you needed to go under. Bobby Moe didn't necessarily make them pay on a lot of those shots. Uh, but one thing I did like, and you're going to see a lot of that this year, is regardless of a made shot from Bobby Moe or a missed shot, Kentucky was running, and they were going fast, and they were getting the ball inbounds. And before Robert Morris could even blink, Kentucky was back in on transition trying to get an easy bucket. So if you are going to have some struggles defensively, and at the end of the day, you held Robert Morris to – they were lucky to get into 60 points. You never can complain too much. Uh, you can never really complain about that at all. But even if you're going to have some struggles defensively, to play fast, Roush, that can make it that, – that can – that can really make another team uncomfortable. So uh, I liked seeing that. I liked how quickly they were getting the ball up the floor. Funny how you can do that when you have real point guards. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. And like a, a lot of those drives were were he went into traffic and didn't kind of know what to do with the ball against Duke. He had places to go with it this time, and dudes were ready, waiting to hit open threes or you know get an easy bucket underneath. So. Really liked what we saw from Kentucky, um, but unfortunately, it wasn't all good news for the Cats this weekend. Uh, we didn't make it 24 hours after that game. Maybe, I guess, it was probably just over 12 um, where we found out that C.J. Frederick uh, is out for the year. Is out for a year. This time, a new injury. Uh, Going to have surgery and is likely done for the season. Real big bummer. Um, and... It just makes you think, whew, good thing Davion Mintz decided to come back because, man, you you really – we don't know exactly what Frederick could bring to the table for this team because we just hadn't seen him out there. I think he was just warming up for Duke when he suffered the injury. Um, so we, we, we don't really know. But having 
Mints there to be a guy that can handle the ball, play like a little bit of one-two. That's what I think you hope to get out of Frederick. Uh, you're out for the season. I mean, it's just it's a real bummer to have that kind of injury, and it does feel like it's like, man, this poor guy cannot get the injury bug out of his own way. So I I really feel for the kid. Um, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Right when you think you're finally getting healthy to play. Boom! Another injury happens, and you're you got another season lost. Hamstring injury is that correct? Yes, yes. That's Said, weird. That's weird. To have have. Dunking yeah. it in warmups against Duke, like just freak total thing. Like that just, God, such a bummer. Major, major bummer. Hate that for him, and can't help. You don't like to even like speak it into existence, but you can but this is a radio show. We, we have to do that from time to time. You can't help but think like, when's this dude going to be completely healthy? And you hope takes this season off. Hopefully Kentucky will be all right without him. We think that Kentucky should be all right. Uh, given a lot of bodies, a lot of shooters still, even without CJ Frederick, who's maybe the best of the bunch, but Shaden Sharp, anyone? Shaden Sharp, anyone? I think over the weekend, he flipped and flopped back and forth another eight or nine times. So I don't know where we stand on if he plans on playing in January or not planning on playing mm-hmm. in January. But you leave, you're right about Mintz. That's the one that you say, whew, all right, him and Grady, we're going to be, we're going to be all right. Got you two. You can go out there and do, uh, maybe you can do more than what Frederick could do. He may be a better shooter, but you all are, are more experienced in scoring in a variety of ways. But I can't help but think, is this, in reality, C.J. Frederick's status shouldn't have had an impact on Shaden Sharp regardless. Right. But that is just one less person you got to worry about keeping happy happy in the intermediate. And Cal was already asked about that on Friday. Just, how are you going to keep everybody happy? And he's already trying the, hey, if somebody else is playing really, really well, what kind of teammate are you? which is probably the right approach in terms of like the psychoanalysis of it all. But that's one less body. You're bringing in another body and the body that you're bringing in just so happens to maybe be a number one draft pick someday. So I, I, I hope that this is another sign that Cal should try to get sharp in the fold sooner than later. But my thoughts go with Cedra. I'm sure he's probably heartbroken and frustrated by all this and wondering when he's just going to be able to stay healthy. But have a full year to recover, and then Cats really could maybe use them next year. You know, you never know what the roster makeup's going to look. You can always use like a 52% three-point shooter or whatever stupid numbers he had from deep. So get healthy, and, and hopefully we'll get a full season of him in a U.K. jersey. Yes, yes. Get healthy, CJ. I just, I'm, I'm so bummed for him, man. That's just got to – you're finally done dealing with Fran freaking stupid McCaffrey. So, and all right, now I can really – Sean, play close to family. Like, this is going to be great. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then, boom, another entry. Just really feel for the kid. Really feel for him. Do you feel for the Louisville Cardinals? I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit there. What was Do I feel for who? The Louisville Cardinals. No, don't feel bad for him for a second. Man, they look bad. They look so bad in that game. I turned it on. I, it took me a while to figure out how to get on ESPN Plus and all that stuff. So I turned it on in overtime, and they just got completely dominated. They had dudes hitting like – like their post players were just hitting fadeaways with time expiring and ran away from them in overtime. They also don't – like I don't know who's good for their team. 
like the 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 transfers they brought in, they don't look very good, especially a guard. Like their guard play is woof. Not great. Not great, Bob. Yeah, it it I had to go back and rewatch the game because I got to listen to the final five minutes on radio and then the overtime on on radio on the way back. And it just a lot of questionable moves by U of L players, coaching, the the whole the whole like. They probably win that game, I think, with Chris Mack there at Furman looked like the better team. Going back and watching the game, it wasn't like Furman just got hot late and like Louisville took their foot off the gas and before they knew it, they were in a bad spot. Furman looked like the better team for most of that game. If not the better team, at least evenly matched. And Furman is an all right team. I I think like nationally people are are gonna get on board with that. They've gotten some big wins over the last few years. All that being said, Louisville shouldn't lose to them. Louisville shouldn't lose to them without their head coach. But Chris Mack, not in attendance there. But for example, Roush, the end of regulation uh, it's it's back and forth. There's some free throws. Furman ties it up. I think they got an and one to tie it up to with about a minute to go, whatnot. And then Furman gets the ball back with like 40 seconds. And no, they don't oh, get man. the last shot. But if they if they score here, it's going to put U of L in a bind. So Furman, take care of the ball, chew up some clock, and let's see what you got. They dribble the ball out of bounds. But terrible. 35 seconds left. U of L gets the ball. So again, similar situation. Well, you don't get th- the last th- shot. You don't get the last shot. Hold on, let me finish real quick. You don't get the last shot, but you can basically get the last shot. What does U of L do? They shoot it with 25 seconds left in the shot clock. A like a 24 footer. Noah Locke just pulls up from deep and he's like, bada boom, bada bing, and they miss it. And then Furman gets the last shot. It ended up not mattering. It goes to overtime, obviously. But that's just kind of some of the head scratching, bonehead decision making that U of L fans had to deal with on Friday night. Okay, so you that was regulation in overtime. They also had uh, oh, yeah. they, they were saying. down four with like forty five seconds left. So you could try to I, they they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, they they let firm and eat up. Like they got it down to twenty on the shot clock before they just fouled. And at, at that point, I think oh yeah, so bad. It was it was just like. All right, are you going to try to play defense here, or are you going to foul? And they didn't know, so then after they just let him eat up like 15 seconds, they were just like, okay, we'll just foul. It's like, wait, wait, wait. So you gave up all this time, and you're not even going to try to stop him now? Like, dude, it was – they were so discombobulated. I do think, like, there is something to, like, having your head coach there, you would probably be more on the same page. But I do just think their team is bad. <laughs> I think that's well. I, part of it. They're, they're, those guards, man, they, I think they don't they do gotta, anything gotta, that just scares you, you know? They got to figure out how they're going to get their best players on the floor because all their best players seem to be like two to fours. Um, one, I have no idea what they're going to do there. And then obviously Malik Williams just is not good at the five position. So they, they basically just have two gaping holes right now on their roster like Samuel Williamson's an all right player Noah Locke at, at Florida was a good player he'll be a good player for Louisville the cross guy UofL fans really want more of him he's from Miami looked good in one game didn't get a ton of minutes in the second game um, I, I, so they've got to figure out kind of how they're going to gel and how they're going to mesh but I don't know like you you should never get out rebounded by Furman that I do know that yeah. You shouldn't get out rebounded by Furman. They, they, Oscar Sheway could have thirty against them on on the glass. Oh man, that's oh, that, okay. 
Over under most rebounds, like Shibwe, let's guess how many rebounds Shibwe can get in a game this year. 25. I was going to say 27. 28. Dude's going to oh. say, I will say this about Shibwe, though. We got to keep him healthy. I, I don't think we're going to like what this team looks like without a guy like Oscar down there getting, getting the board. So I do hope, like on the one hand, it's fun just to see how many rebounds he can get. Got to make sure that he's he's staying healthy because, you know, big guys like that, how many feet and knee injuries do you see just randomly just jumping different, you know? And and C.J. Frederick is a good example that in basketball, Roush, it can just be as simple as just two no Like, it's so weird how injuries can happen in basketball. So I hope he – got to keep him healthy, but gosh, he could feast against U L and a lot of teams. Man, just eat him up. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, man, and I was thinking about you said feast, and I'm really excited for Thanksgiving week. Um, Next week, man, very excited. Just all of the eating, all of the food, all of the sports. There's so much good sports on television that week. I I did not stay up till you know 1 a.m. Saturday night or Friday night to watch that UCLA game. I wish I did because I heard it was a good game. I did watch Gonzaga play Texas, and like that, that just I. Well, let's Gonzaga. talk about, I, I, let's I talk hate about, Gonzaga so much. God, what, I, let's talk, I watched the big game, the big college basketball games this weekend. We'll talk about them when we return. We got a lot more to get to, plus a jam-packed Thornton's text line. Keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. Remember, Papa Thornton's for their delicious coffee, their delicious donuts, and it'll get your week started in the right direction. Shout out Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll we'll Hour 2 of KRC coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Appreciate you spending it. With us, as I mentioned in hour one, pop by Thornton's today. Fill up on gas, download the Thornton's app, be a refreshing rewards refuel member, and you are going to save yourself a little bit of coin. And it adds up each and every time you stop by at Thornton's. They're everywhere. And remember, they're interior, they're dining good, delicious. The best. Your preconceived notions of gas station food, throw them out the door. Because Thornton's has changed the game, and I was one of them. I had to my pre preconceived notions. They're actually still out in the driveway. I haven't even taken them all the way to the trash yet. But that's what Thornton's will do to you once you go in there and get a delicious breakfast burrito or donut and coffee, as I mentioned in our number one. Hey, Justin, guess what? What's that? The University of Louisville looking to get back to their winning ways. Going against our nation's Naval Academy this evening. Who are you rooting for? I am not rooting for either, but I do not oh think God. it's going to be good things for Louisville in their future. Oh, oh my God. gosh. You've got. Justin, you hate our nation's day. military? You hate the troops? Uh, okay. Wow. Now, you, now that you put it that way, I'm rooting for Navy. Sheesh. They're coming down on their boats down the Ohio. They're just parking right outside the Yum. 
Let's go, midshipmen. Ah, there we go. But no, but in, but in all honesty, I do not <laughs> think it's going to be a good night for Louisville tonight. Wow. Uh, Navy already beat Virginia. Many yeah. people for if, if in case Joaquin McLean forgot, why don't you all t- tweet him and say, "Hey, remember when Navy beat Virginia?" I just want to make sure he doesn't forget. You know, it'd, it'd be, be a real shame. shame. It'd be a shame if he did. If he did forget that. That that wouldn't be good. Oh, by the way, kind of while we're on the lock, this lock does it, but you know who cares? A lot of folks, dude. Navy followed up their their win at Virginia with just a beatdown against Virginia Tech for what it was worth. So they are they're just playing basically an ACC schedule at this point. They're one and one in ACC games, and they'll bring on. But uh, Virginia Tech's supposed to be one of the un, more underrated teams in the ACC. So something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Maybe you can get some good lines on Virginia Tech. I guess if nothing else. But UVL a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against Navy this evening. But speaking of the lock thing, he does this. Other people do it, too. We got to take it easy on the the look at the crowd before the game stuff. We got – maybe in the past I've been guilty of it. I don't think any time recently. The, you can't do a picture 10 minutes before a college basketball game. Really, no. or a college football game. Really, before a no. college sporting event, especially especially at places where they have some archaic, terrible laws where they don't allow people to drink in the in the arena. Well, you want people to get you want twenty two thousand people to get to Rupp Arena early to watch Robert Morris shoot around at thirty <laughs> minutes before the game. The only no. appropriate. No. This is what the stadium arena looks like. You gotta you gotta be five minutes into the start of the game. Five minutes into the start of the game. And I'll say this. The crowd at Rupp Arena on Friday night, not a packed house. But this is a good crowd. It was a good crowd for a Friday night against Robert Morris. It was a good crowd. Not a single person. Good. I shouldn't say not a single person. Very little mask following on that rule, Roush. Even less yeah. enforcement. Nobody said a single word. So it is just like, a hey, just so you know, you got to wear a mask to get in once you're in. It doesn't matter. By the way, the uh, the barbecue place that they had in Rupp Arena, no longer there. Oh, no. No more City Barbecue? It's It was City Barbecue in there? I swear it did not taste like City Barbecue. It was City. That, that It was at least when I was covering games. That was what I would always get. I would get, like, the nachos. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, like, some of their – some of their uh, you, know, you know how they brought in, like, nice places? Didn't really work out. Uh, a lot hmm. of those nice places aren't there anymore, but I will say this. They have a lemonade stand there, and I wish I would have written down like what sections it was by, but I would have gotten it wrong anyway. So it, right. it, it, they got a lemonade place. It's in the lower level. So, I mean, it's made that main concourse, really. Just walk around long enough, you'll eventually hit it. And, oh, Roush, top-notch lemonade. And they can make it like 30 different ways. It's kind of reminded me of like a Hawaiian shaved ice, almost more than a lemonade stand. And they had like the perfect crushed up ice for the lemonade. And the thing I was telling myself is that, and I'm not like a big liquor drinker to begin with, but if I had brought in a little like airplane bottle, you put that bad boy in the lemonade. Ooh, holy yeah. smokes. Holy smokes. It'd be a danger. It, it would be dangerous. I, I imagine that lemonade stand's just waiting for Mitch Barnhart to come to his senses. And they're like, okay, we'll add vodka, tequila. We're a margarita stand now. Whatever you all need. Well, we can make for you, but it was so good. Highly recommend if you go to Rupp Arena and you're a big lemonade fan like myself, pop by the lemonade stand. There's always money in the lemonade stand. Always money in the lemonade stand. Uh, but besides that, good time. The outside, 
exterior rump looks amazing. It's getting it's, yeah. they're not fin- they're not finished, but they're getting there. The inside looks the exact same. I shouldn't say the exact same. You know those like little doors if you're exiting Rupp Arena and then you open them and you're not outside. You're right. Just, you're like you're like you don't really know a exactly. Giant hallway door. place. Yes. Like what is it? What is this yes. used for? Why is this even here? So they've renovated that, and that looks really cool. They've got like this new wood on it. It just it, it looks updated. It looks new. It looks nice. What they need to do is they need, and maybe they're planning on doing this. They need to blow out the walls inside Rupp Arena, and then just expand so the concourse is ginormous. Yeah, concourse is too tiny. Yeah, too tight for that many people. It the- is, and there's like generally a nice flow of traffic, but then you'll get this ice cream line that goes on for a country mile. And you can't like it, it interrupts the flow of traffic and whatnot. If they just blew open those walls, made Rupp a little wider, spread out some of the concessions, bada boom, bada bing, no issues. Uh, also, shout out to the kid who made a half court shot for 10K. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, that was, that was cool. And then instantly threw else <laughs> down. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was great. Love that. Also, love that Furman <laughs> players threw else down too. So that was great. Uh, what it. Luckett attributes it to Boom Williams, and I don't. I'm sure that we were throwing the L's down before, but I do like that. That is the kind of synthesis point that really ticked off everybody and realized, oh, this is great because Boom's picture at midfield after beating Lamar, just throwing his L's down, was just a spectacular, spectacular moment. So shout out to the L's down; those are great. Uh, and also that kids have court shot too. Dimming the lights down and just putting one spotlight over half court to have the pressure on and still knock it down. Well done. That was great. Outstanding. Well, he shot three of them. And first one, if I remember correctly, looked solid, but just was short. And then the second one, a little too much, if I remember correctly. But he he was honing in on it. Like, you could tell he was starting to kind of get the rhythm. And then that third one was pure as it left his hands. That would be a cool moment, but yeah, yeah, that that was uh, that was neat. The the Chick Fil A, I, I was sitting oh, by man. a lot of the Robert Morris people. The Chick Fil A free throw contest, they they were obsessed with it. They were even rooting for Robert Morris players to miss some free throws. <laughs> they, they were getting so into it, they were having a blast. Justin, are you familiar with the Chick-fil-A free throw promotion? Just miss two free throws, everybody gets a chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. So I th- I was thinking it was the opposite. Make two if Kentucky made two free throws, they got Chick-fil-A. No, it's if the opponent misses, and there's gotcha. a little bit of a backstory on it. Like Rupp Arena does not get louder than when there is Chick-fil-A on the line. And I and that that's not like Rightfully so. That's a, yeah, seriously. That's not a that's not like a slide at UK fans. Rupp Arena will get super loud. It get, it got super loud during actual basketball action against Robert Morris. I'd already left for the Damian Collins dunk, but people said that the roof nearly blew off for that. But just in terms, if we're just going strictly volume noise, I don't care what big moment happens. When there is the player misses the first free throw and we're a free throw away from Chick-fil-A, you, you would think the Beatles are performing. It is like people are going nuts. Uh, <laughs> People are going bonkers. But, yeah, people at Robert – the Robert Morris fans were like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. We need to do this at our games. And uh, But there's a little bit of a history with it, Justin, because one time super fan Ashley Judd, she said we need – UK needs to not do promotions at the expense of the other team. No, too much fun. Said it's, she, too, it's, 
said it's mean. It's mean to the other player. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of here, Ashley Judd. Yeah. It's bad it's bad take. Say? It's bad take. Cause like Ashley, where so no booing officials. No <laughs> booing the opposing team. We all no, should just no, be nice. No cheering after they miss a three and we get we get the ball in transition. Right? Like that where where are we drawing the line here, Ashley Judd? Where are we drawing the line? This isn't a tea party. So they started that promotion just because she said that? No, no, no. no. They had already been doing yeah, it. Yeah, okay. commented on it. And then, like, gotcha. you know, the one game that she'll come to every three years, she was like, what is this? Change this for me. I don't like it. I'm Ashley Judd. <laughs> Let's get to this Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Oh. 502-414-1450. Roush, what do you got? I just quickly wanted to talk about the big college basketball games because sure. um, Gonzaga, I hate him. Uh, Texas worked a loss the whole time. They played that at Gonzaga. Of course, Gonzaga was going to beat the brakes off of him. Um, but hey, Devin Askew scored some points. Good for him. Yeah. What happened well, in mostly, that mostly UCLA garbage, game? Mostly garbage points for Devin Askew. Not to not trying to like – but people are going to be like, wow, he scores nine points in his first big game for Texas. It, it, what did, they were down 20. What did Cal end. do? Yeah, they were mostly garbage points. But he always plays hard. He played hard in that game. A good teammate, always one of the first ones cheering and all that stuff. He seems like a good kid, just didn't obviously work out for, for him at, at Kentucky. Nolan Hickman looked good too. He's going to bet he ends up being Gonzaga's like lead point guard. He won't be the star of the show. There's there's too many other good pieces for him. Chet Holmgren really struggled in a blowout win, which was kind of weird to see. But Timmy, man, he's a smart, smart player. He really know he's got some limitations, no doubt about it. But boy, Is does he, he still know rock. How. He's still yeah. rocking the mustache. I think so. I think he's got some facial expressions go or facial features going on. But he gets somebody on his hip. He just knows how he's going to school them. It's it's it is fun to watch. I think he had thirty or whatever it was, maybe more. He was on fire in that game. Uh, but big win for Gonzaga. You're right, Roush. With that being at Gonzaga, it was going to be a tough one for Texas. Texas will be okay, but they've got they've they've got to figure out their pieces. It's almost like it's the beginning of the college basketball season or something. <laughs> the UCLA the UCLA game though, that one much more entertaining. Our boy John Higgins making himself known in that one. Oh, you don't say. I can't believe that. No no surprise. Uh, I don't know if it was John Higgins. There's a guy that looked just like John Higgins in the Gonzaga game, which uh, maybe maybe was him, maybe wasn't him. But he didn't – whoever that guy was called a solid game, so maybe it wasn't him. But he was in the UCLA-Gonzaga game – or the UCLA-Villanova uh, game. And – Fun game, Roush. How many times have you heard this before? Fun game, good pace to it. Final five minutes just called completely differently. Gosh, Hard, like so I, I, I don't I have no idea how players are supposed to be able to adjust to that, where certain things aren't called that. Um, I'm not. You know, there hasn't been Gonzaga included. There hasn't been a team that I've watched where I've thought, hey, Kentucky can't play with these guys. Not. And that you know the bar for Kentucky basketball—that's the minimum, right? Like that—that we're we're not hanging our hat on UK being able to play with anybody. We want Kentucky to beat anybody. I'm not saying Kentucky would beat Gonzaga. I'm not saying definitively Kentucky would beat UCLA or Villanova or Texas. But I I didn't watch any of these games this week in Roush and say these teams are head and shoulders better than UK. The Cats can't compete with them. I think on any given night, Kentucky can beat any of those teams. Yeah, and. The thing with Gonzaga, they just have so much length inside. And that's what really – it was tough for Texas to generate any easy buckets. 
So I think that would be the most challenging part. But you're right. Like, and it's also early in the college basketball season. We've got to remember that. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to watch. But there's still so much basketball to be played, so much room for growth that it's hard to really gauge the, a, a pecking order of sorts at this time. So still got a ways to go. Um, but I, I do like what I've seen from Kentucky. I do as well. And it, it, it was fun having uh... – some big time college basketball. Justin, did you get to watch any of those games? Texas, Gonzaga. I'm getting them all mixed up. Uh, UCLA, Villanova. Got it right that time. Yeah. No, I watched. I watched Kentucky and Indiana. Then I pretty well tuned out for the night. Yeah, the, the Villanova UCLA one went to so overtime. Um, Johnny yeah, Zhang was was good, but he he's he's got the ultimate green light. Twenty five points on twenty four shots. <laughs> No wonder he wanted to come back. Yakez is uh he's the kind of underside or he's he's so the, annoying, man. He's the Robin kind of to Johnny Jazang, although he's debatably like I I'm not gonna say better, but he, he does a lot of good things. He's more of a problem because he can get in there and get rebounds unlike uh unlike Johnny Jazang, although I'm looking at the box score now, Johnny Jazang finished with eight, which is pretty solid, I suppose, in an overtime win. But I, I'm not buying Mick Cronin's teams. Living up to expectations. Nope, not for a second. Hey, uh, you get to play the Red Storm this week? Yeah. Scoots, that's, that'll be that. fun. Yeah. You get to lose to a Big East team in week Well, two? so I thought the game on Friday was going to be a lot of fun, but it turns out we ended up boat racing them. So, yeah, I'm ready for a competitive game. Well, you had fun. one against Eastern Michigan. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, unnecessarily. Congrats to Kentucky, the Kings of Conference USA, baby. Always fun to say, Ralph. Always fun to say. Always fun to say. Uh, One in overtime, right? One nil on PKs. So yes, yes, they they most certainly did. Uh, Not in PKs. It was golden goal. So okay, but but it was on a penalty kick, right? No, also incorrect. (laughs) I think you're thinking of Louisville City. Getting your soccer's mixed up. Uh, I am. You're right. Um, Louisville City in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been in it every year. So seven for seven, which is wow. That's impressive. (laughs) That's bonkers. Roush just jumping around the soccer world left and right. The United United States Soccer League. That's Louisville City. They will play in the Eastern Conference Championship game uh, against Tampa Bay. That one will be on the road, unfortunately. If they can win on the road in Tampa, though, they'll come back and they'll host the actual USL champion game. That being said, UK men's soccer team, which plays in Conference USA because there's no men's soccer for for the SEC, they have been dominant in Conference USA. They won again, I think ranked like top 15 in the country, but I'm pretty sure they were the four seeds in the Conference USA. So Conference USA loaded, but United – United States. I'm thinking of the United States-Mexico game. That was the other soccer game I want to bring up. But big win for Kentucky men's soccer. They'll get a good seed in the NCAA tournament, and we'll follow along from there. United States soccer goes to Cincinnati, and they get a win. Hey, Ross, let me Dos tell Acero. you. Dos Acero. Dos always a good time. That atmosphere was absolutely insane. Wish I could have been there. Uh, congrats yeah. to the folks that got to be a part of that. It looked like an absolute blast. But let me tell you the, uh, this this stat that you're not going to believe that stadium people say it's the nicest soccer specific stadium in 
America. And looking looking at the pictures, looking at the videos, I, I could believe it. It looks awesome. Lynn Family Stadium down on the river, that's really nice as well. No complaints there. But this place in Cincy is bigger, and it is super, super nice. United States soccer, first game there, men's soccer, Roush, they beat Mexico. Huge game. Now United States, top of the table in World Cup qualifying. They're in a really, really good spot. There's still a lot of games to go, but they're in a really good spot. That's huge. United States women's soccer, they have played in this beautiful stadium in Cincinnati. They got an easy win. No issues for the ladies. No problem. Didn't even sweat it. Cincinnati has an MLS soccer team. Mm -hmm. They are not good. The United States men's team and women's team have now won as many games in that new beautiful stadium as Cincinnati's MLS team that has now played there um, more than one game. They've Hmm. played there now up on two, finishing the entire season. They have one win at home. (laughs) Losers. So Cincy, United States men's soccer team, whatever they called Cincy FC, Cincinnati FC, whatever they're called. And the women's team, all one win in that beautiful, beautiful stadium. The only issue is Cincy has played there like 25 times. So <laughs> makes it a little different when you add that caveat, but huge win. Mexico, I love beating them in soccer. They're really one of my least favorite sports teams in all the world. Mexico soccer. They're they're mean, they're nasty, and it's all and they think they're so much better than America but suck it. Did you see that they, a Mexican player said when the United States looks in the mirror, they want to see Mexico. And, and, and then when Pulisic scored that goal coming off the bench, he pulled up his shirt and it said, man in the mirror. (laughs) That's hilarious. Three straight major contests. United States has beaten Mexico, all different events, uh, but all equally huge and impressive wins. So suck it to Mexico. Every, every time they play, I always get so mad that I didn't bet. Two nothing for the final score. Yeah, you know the line. Not. You know the line you can get on that every game pregame. Probably plus like 300, 400. Yeah, I'm betting that from here on out. Anytime U.S. plays I Mexico, you betting, remind me. Draws. I you were betting ties though. Yeah. Uh, not not when it's Mexico U.S. You can bet Bofa. Bofa. What's mm-hmm. Bofa? <laughs> <laughs> A texture on the Thornton sex line. It's not hard to understand why LSU wanting to hire a black coach is significantly different than someone theoretically wanting to hire a white coach. Right, but we we talked about that on the Survivor Patreon. It's just weird. Like, I mean, if you put the shoe on the other foot, it would be problematic, but it's not the other way around. And there's just reasons why. Um, Oh, hey, hey, I heard some of this over the weekend. Will not, under any circumstance, entertain big dog leaving if big dog wants to leave then see you later big dog you can't we can't do this every year kentucky has made financial commitment after financial commitment to him this hurts recruiting if we're going to do this every year with oh you're you may leave is kentucky willing to make a are they willing to match are they willing to do we're not going to do the money grabs each and every year can't do it hurts recruiting bad for business if, if he wants to go be with mel tucker at lsu if that ends up happening then Kentucky's done everything they could for that dude. And if he's ready for a change of pace and a change of speed, nobody's going to fault him for that. Nobody's going to be mad at Vince Marrow. He's done so much for Kentucky. But, Roush, we can't do do part three of the Vince 
he may take this job. Everybody be nervous. We're not doing he, it. He makes almost double what LSU's current recruiting coordinator makes. So he's not going. Like, I just, there's not, it's not happening. And I don't doubt that if LSU hired Mel Tucker, they could move Ronnie around to find a way. It, like, I, I don't doubt that there could be a place that could maybe outpay Kentucky. But, but, but why would you, though? You don't need to. It doesn't make sense. You can recruit Louisiana with dudes from Louisiana. You don't need Vince Merrill. You could, theoretically, at Michigan State. It makes sense there. It would make sense why you would want to pay a guy a lot of money. But also, you you have to look at what Vince has done in Ohio, if that's where you want him to recruit. When was the last time he got a four-star recruit from Ohio? When was it? I don't know. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to ask. Was it, it was probably Donut, right? Two years ago? Yeah, I feel like they've gotten another dude since then, but I can't think of him. So. I mean, he's gotten all the kids in Kentucky, but it's the kids in Kentucky, uh, which he got another one Friday. Elijah Reed uh, from PRP uh, pulls the trigger, commits to Kentucky, following an official visit to Lexington. Uh, six foot three cornerback. like that he has a lot of upside uh, because he hasn't played the position very long, and he's got a lot of length, a lot of size. And that's where Kentucky had a lot of success recruiting early on in the Stoops era, getting those big, long, lengthy DBs. So um, that was a, a nice pickup Friday morning to kind of uh, steer the ship back in the right direction. Uh, it does make me, like, if, if we're reading tea leaves here, like, Vince definitely was like, hey, why don't you commit tomorrow? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, I, I like that commitment. I I've, I kind of talked to some people that know high school football better than me. Some were kind of surprised by it, but all thought that he's got a high ceiling. So get yeah. him in. You kind of keep the things feeling good in Louisville as well, and uh, and he could turn it into a nice piece. He that can't teach that length, that size, and athleticism. So uh, good, good move getting that commitment. But I just wanted to do a little PSA on that stuff. Let's go to a break. Come back, and we'll just get we'll finish the show with the Thornton sex line. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, oh, Nick Rouse, okay. Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. All right, we have a few housekeeping updates for Kentucky Roll Call Big Exports Radio. First and foremost, Trevor's off music duty. See you later. You're out of here. I don't know what the hell that cover yeah. was that took I mean, us to our last break, but you're out of so here. Bad. So bad. Like you Cat can do great covers, but that was just an abomination. So bad. So bad. And it's been a long time coming. Some of the music on Friday and Thursday just made us want to rip our ears off. So mm-hmm. we we can't we can't do that anymore. So you're out of here, buddy. So get mad at me if the music sucks now. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get mad at you. And secondly, we told you anytime you have any, if you need us to do a recommendation, I've got a long list of songs that we could play that would just be a real hoot for our listening audience. So uh, that's good. Secondly, how we doing on the uh, the the new intro? How we doing there, Justin? Um, that's a different story. Okay, well, I'll get here. I'll. Let's I'll get with Trevor today. No, you don't need Trevor for that. I think but he I needs do. the raw file, though, to be able but to But I do because I need it. 
I need help putting it all together. I'm not as good as him in that a- okay. in that area. We can't. He's not going to take kindly to us booting him off the music and then coming and saying, "But we need you to do this." I'll well, tell no. him. I'll tell him he's booted on off the music after he does it. Yeah, yeah, and also we can tell. Like he's not listening right now. So. Yeah, but somebody's going to let him know. No, they won't. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will. We got a bunch of goobers that listen to our show, Roush. <laughs> I think there's, our listeners are great. There's going to be somebody on the Mike Rutherford show text line that's going to let. All right, we KRC promised we don't let him know that he's been booted from the music until we get the new intro. Deal. 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 Okay. Deal. All right, but he is um, booted, but he is booted, affected immediately. Another deal that was made on Friday. We went to Salsaritas, TJ and I. We had a good time. Justin did not join us. Uh, even Burke came along. Yeah. Justin hates us, did not want to enjoy some delicious chips, didn't want to help the horses, um, but we did. We helped the horses, by God. And you can help your belly by starting your week off the right way by eating some salseritas. Mm. Got the steak nachos. Man, so good. It, it, it never disappoints. And it really is great just popping up the app and being like, ooh, what kind of, what am I going to get today from salseritas? TJ didn't even, he had so many salseritas bucks. He didn't even have to pay for his meal. My nachos were six bucks. I Easy swear, peasy, it's like squeezy. half the time I go to Salsaritas, I don't pay for my like. I, I never and I, I don't. I scan the thing and they say you got rewards. Do you want to use them? And I say sure. Why the hell not? And I don't know if it's going to be like two dollars off, three dollars off. But it seems like there must be a glitch in the system. The last few times they've just been like, all right, here's your food. It's beautiful. Like, why would you not? You know, why would you not download the app mm-hmm. when you go to Salsaritas? Because you, you're going to get some money off and food off. Also, may may be more indicative that I go to Salsaritas very frequently. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. They've got two locations: one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Check them out today, Salsaritas. All right, we got to check out the updated home field picks of the week standings because we have chaos. First, oh. in the in the pick sweepstakes, the big grand prize. We have three contestants now. We had Morpheus. We had John, our buddy John. I'm sure he'll be on the Thornton's text line here in a bit. And we had Trent, Trent from last Friday. The leader in the clubhouse, nobody's done better than picking two correct in a week. So Trent goes one and two this Uh. past week. John went one and two. Morpheus in week one went one and two. The question is, did Trent get his lock of the week? Nope. The lock of the week was the Kentucky Wildcats. He did not. The backdoor cover by Vanderbilt. Trent finishes with one point, one and two, but that doesn't beat John's two points. So John's still your home field picks of the week. We'll do another one this Friday, but he is your leader in the clubhouse up to this point in ours in the in the talents segment because we are the talent and don't you forget it luck it with a one and two week absolutely terrible uh just more than norm from him he moves to eight and 25 on the season oh my god i was three points behind roush last week well no i think i was two points behind roush last week regardless the updated standings roush is your leader with 22 points me and Justin, 21 points right behind. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And I wow. had a good weekend, too. I had a, a real perfect weekend. I, I had my first perfect week of the season. About freaking time. 3-0 and oh for, for two. And I got, I got three of four points, so I was pretty happy, too. Yeah, it was a good week for everybody except for Luckett. 
Yeah, suck it, luck it. But luck it the one the one luck it got right was mine, which I thought was gonna be a miss after he picked it, but big, we got big, lucky. Big touchdown late by Michigan there to to get the win in the cover. And then uh man, Purdue, we could have at least had a, a push there. David Bell dropped a touchdown in the end zone. But man, Ohio State, they're a wagon. They're so good. Yeah, that that was a few misses for folks, the Purdue game, but uh that, that was a blitzing if there ever was one. But that uh Man, football's fun. Gambling, also enjoyable. So we have, what, three more weeks, or do we do bowl week as well? We'll do, we won't do. We will do bowl week. We always say okay. that we are going to do bowl week, but then it's too this, confusing. Yeah. How we're going to do it, and it's not as fun. We, so we'll we should do conference championships, yeah. though. We will, we'll yeah. do conference championship week, and that will be the that will be the, the finale. So that three weeks. We're coming for, for you, Ralph. Three weeks, and... Man, right down to the wire. It's, this is the most exciting finish yet, and Luck, who would have thought Luckett wouldn't be a part of it? <laughs> <laughs> I love Luckett. While we're just kind of basically calling out people that really help out Kentucky Roll Call, Trevor Luckett, you know the whole the whole group. I think we got to move on from Luckett next year. I think if you come in last as the guest picker, you're done. Like that, we will keep you on for as many years as it takes until you come in to last. But when you come in last, we I think you got to get a new guest picker the following year. Oh man. Who are we going to get? Rolled jeans? <laughs> I love too that Justin, he just loves putting down all of our, our guests. Big Blue Drew would do a great job of that if we decided to go in that direction. Ooh, we can, or we just keep having Luck It On so we can beat the hell out of him. Like It's it's, it's a fun uh, whipping boy, you know? Uh, just beat him up. Can't say that anymore. And secondly, 8 and 25. Can't say that anymore? 8 and 25. Nope. So bad. Sorry. Eight and twenty-five. I'm fifteen and eighteen, and I'm embarrassed. And by the way, I was twelve and eighteen, it, so I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. It, it but, is pretty wild too that I'm only up by one, and I'm the only one with even close to a winning record. You're nine. You're nineteen and fourteen. That, I, I mean, know, nineteen and fourteen I, I, I is a gambling five record. Five more games, correct? And still, oh man, I also got all of my win total bets right except for uh, flyer on ULM under one. So really happy about those right now too. You got to be feeling Roush is, is large and in charge. Uh, Texter says, football question for the future. When Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, the East is going to be stacked if they realign geographically. No, yeah, no, it's not. Just don't. Not happening. And then he says the teams that be in the East, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Vandy. The teams in the West, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma has to help us with recruiting, right? More national exposure. It's not happening. There's not. It's, it's not how things are going to go. They're going to change up scheduling. It's going to be pods. No way. I would make a very significant wager that there will not be two divisions to determine who's going to be in the SEC championship game once Texas and Oklahoma get here. Too many teams, um, not enough disparity in who you're playing. And they also, like, yeah, this is not going to happen. And by the way, like it's however they're going to break it down, probably going to be tough for Kentucky. It's already tough for Kentucky. Yeah. The SEC is tough. It's going to be tough. And if that were how it, it was broken down, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry and freak out about that. Like again, Tennessee, you've shown that that should be a competitive series. Don't freaking remind me. South Carolina, no no sweat there. Florida, you can you can make that one more competitive. Which last, my God, they were losing game. to Samford at yeah. halftime and giving up forty two points. It's been nice. Se- they had, they had to score seventy points to beat Samford. It's crazy. And then Auburn and Vandy, you could be, obviously Vandy's a layup. You'd love to have Vandy in whatever 
shakeup there's going to be. And then Auburn's nothing to to fret. So really the two in your division that you feel like would be head and shoulders above you would be Georgia and Alabama, and they're head and shoulders above literally everybody else. If you were to do that in the West game, LSU, better program. Yes, you can be competitive as we show, as we saw this year. Missouri, you'd feel good about the, you know, that that'd be competitive, but you'd feel solid about it. Arkansas, same boat. Ole Miss, same boat. Mississippi State, same boat. AM, they're a better program. Texas, <laughs> they're a mess, but they are theoretically a better program. And Oklahoma, um, you know, love, they're good. So it's love it, Baylor anyway. chaining SEC back to back weeks after beating Oklahoma and Texas. Good that for was, them. They, they should. Yeah. Yeah, live it up. Very good. But you're still Baylor, unfortunately. Texter on Zorn's text line says, who do we have to talk to to get these dumbass central bank banners fixed on the floor at Rupp? At this point, I don't even care that they're on the floor. They just look dumb as hell. How can we get them to be more even when they have court line? Stupid thing to complain about, I know, but it's just so bad. It drives me insane, and I know I'm not alone here. Yeah, they just didn't measure where they – like. very basic here. It's almost like they got me to put them down on the court because I'm one of those oh, like, yeah. well, as long as it's level, I'm fine with it. Like when hanging a picture, but oh. to do it properly, the wife gets out the tape measure it, just to make sure everything's equal, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that um, they didn't get out the tape measure and it looks dumb. And it sounds like it's not changing for at least a year. We were under the impression we were told last year that it was just a one year thing that the following year wouldn't the court wouldn't look like that anymore. That's obviously not the case because here we are in year two. It it just looks it looks cheap. It looks yeah. really bad. It just looks really Which, bad. That's like a thing with Barnhart, cheap signage. Like all the the banners and stuff. Like they just they look kinda, really cheap. The, the volleyball one, the volleyball one, it's cheap vinyl. The like the the signs they have around Kroger Field, they have to change every five years instead of just painting them on. Like why why can't you just get out some damn paint and put it up there? Instead, they got the cheap vinyl. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I think I disagree. I think Kentucky, for the most part, like UK athletics, doesn't want to look cheap. They like try to actually go the opposite way, look like they are a little bit fancier than they actually probably are. I just don't get why they've accepted with the Rupp Arena basketball floor that, hey, we're all right with it looking terrible. Nothing we can do about it. And Seems also, you, you, can, you don't need to have that big blue sticker. You can just have it on the hardwood. Yeah. Like that's you don't need the the blue background. I mean, well, you got to you got to make a whole new floor and blah blah. It's just excuses, just an excuse. So. It, it, it is. I I agree with you on that, and it it is dumb. And you, they, Kentucky should have the coolest floor in college basketball. You put a state outline of the state out there. You yeah, put some be, blue. You put some white. Easy. That's it. You win. Boom. IU IU and North Carolina don't seem to have issues with it. Louisville didn't seem to have an issue with it. Duke doesn't seem to have an issue with it. Kansas, yep. entirely stupid-looking bird. But how do, why, did, why does Kentucky have the worst floor in college basketball? Yep, not the gold standard, if you ask me. Uh, Texture on the Thornton's text line says, Furman, though. No wonder Loserville didn't get TV time in their own city. Great start to a great sports weekend. Gosh, the, their lack of access is just wild. Like, it's, what's the it, How do they not riot? And also, what is ESPN doing? How do you have a network and you can't bout the damn RSNs? Like, that is this, the most ludicrous thing I've ever – like, what's the point of the ACC Network if you can't show all your games? So yeah. dumb. ACC so dumb. Network is a fraud. It is fraudulent. a fraud. It's t- t- totally fraudulent. A texter says, firm and balling like 2013 Bobby Moe. Love to see it. Oh, I think there was some U of L fan account, too, that said something like, UK revenge game against Robert Morris. 
again, completely forgetting that just about six months later, Kentucky gave Robert Morris a nice big old spanking, which it, that's that's bound to happen, Kentucky versus Robert Morris. They had played, though, and then they tweet that out, and just a couple hours later, they'd lost to Furman. It's like if you're U of like it's just it always it's all they're always going to be made the fool. Idiots. Gosh. <sighs> no one ever Excellent. goes sh- no one ever goes straight at just saying at UCLA. If it was UK, he'd be isolated. Don't understand. He's a terrible defender. He's not a great defender. And they did go after him. They, they did go after him, but it seems like they would settle for jumpers instead of trying to go at the rim. That may just be personal preference, whether it was Gillespie or whoever it may be. But uh, they did they they went after him a little bit, but he's not a great defender. But he's a good scorer. Seems like a nice guy. Yep. Dos Aceros, suck it, Mexico. Man, in seeing that weather, too, his, I, I, I wanted to go to that game. Then we bought the house and got busy. But I, I was thinking about it a month or so ago, and – Brooke would have murdered me if <laughs> if we had planned to go to that game just to sit out there and watch that game in the cold rain Friday night. It was whoo. Oh, with, like, with the atmosphere, you probably didn't care. I bet one, it felt warm just being that many people all close to one another. Two, adrenaline or booze, whatever your preference would be. Uh, it, I bet it wasn't as bad as it looked, but that was some terrible weather across the region Friday and Saturday. Yeah, cold rain, worse weather. Worst weather out there. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, um, Scooter Dingus, I knew Indiana was bad, but didn't know they were down 28 in the third quarter against Rutgers bad. What's going on in Bloomington? Justin, I think I saw you on TV with your shirt off, like dancing and cheering <laughs> in the stands. What was that all about? That whole thing was crazy. But anything to get them riled up, I guess. But, man, I was really hoping this topic didn't get brought up today because what an embarrassment <laughs> Indiana football is. Holy crap. I thought Kevin Allen, though, he he rallies the troops. Right? Tom Allen. Right, whatever. Tim, Tim Allen. Tim, Tim, the Tim man, Allen. Tim. Yes. <laughs> now he can't he can't rally squat this year. They're terrible. And so that was just like people were bored. They took their shirts off. It was cold and it turned into that funny thing. Yeah, I guess it was started with a couple frat guys. They were showing it during the game, but I actually I had sound on for something else, not even sound on for the Indiana game. So I didn't really know what was happening, but I know two guys started it. And then next thing I know, that whole section was full of dudes with their shirts off. Not the place I would want to be. Reminded me a little bit, Roush, of like the Drew Franklin Vanderbilt game way back when, where it was just meeting this section and the numbers kept growing. It's like let's let's be miserable together. But hey, good on the Indiana people. It looked fun. The texture says, I, I do so love the Rocky Top faces as the dogs ram another touchdown down their throat. Man, I was ready to fight so many of you idiots out there. God, just uh, I was, uh, that was making me so furious. Because during that game, both quarterbacks played pretty bad compared to what we saw versus UK. And when I pointed that out, there were so many jokesters out there that want to say, well, they look better playing the UK defense. It's like, no, they're just missing throws. Hendon Hooker threw only his third interception of the season because he just sailed a hitch route five yards over the dude's head right into the Georgia quarterback's numbers. I mean, it couldn't have been an easier interception. They were just missing throws, and it was so frustrating. Like, Hendon Hooker, why couldn't you suck this bad last week? I know I'm sure some of it is you get a little bit more confidence once you get into an early rhythm, but, like, that dude was untouchable a week ago, and then 
stunk it up. Of course, Georgia's defense had something to do with it, but I just loved all the people that saw Tennessee playing good for the first quarter, like they do in every first quarter, and then be terrible for the final three. I love the people in the second quarter just trying to be smarty mix smart pants. They can all suck it. I thought Georgia would cover that game, and they did, so I'm happy that uh, that I was right about that. Justin, what do you have? Um, not sure. Saw you were unmuted, figured you had some some great insight there. And then, of course, Bennett misses that throw to Bowser on the sideline. If that was the Kentucky game, he would have caught it with his teeth. Yeah, I mean, just – Would have dragged his – well. <sighs> but, hey, Will Rogers, though, shout out – I mean, he played bad on the first drive, but then was just unconscious after that in that come-from-behind win at Auburn. Which Down by was 25. 28-3. to three, Most dangerous lead in sports, many people are saying. And <laughs> – the what was what was even crazier? Bo Nix, he gets hurt, and you're like, oh man, is he going to be able to play? He plays three more drives, gets them to where they they get they kick a field goal to tie the game. It gets blocked. Mississippi State scores one more time. They end up putting Finley in for the final drive. Dude went three drives with a broken ankle. He's got to have surgery now and is done for the year. Pretty man i'm i'm impressed with that dude he's a fighter he's a warrior but that was a bad loss for auburn the sec west really just beating each other up especially after that old miss win so uh really liking kentucky in the outback bowl right now it feels comfortable mississippi state solid team just beat freaking tennessee and everybody's feeling good and happy about this season still and mm-hmm. we're still new year six is on the table yep, and, yep. yeah Stupid Tennessee. God, suck it, Tennessee. Miss face mask. Gosh. By the way, the ACC Network had a Coach K vomit fest on last night for about eight hours till I filled the trash can. Then they proceeded to beat up on Army on the day after Veterans Day. They should have thanked them for their service by letting them win rather than beat them by 40. (laughs) They should have. Which, by the way, wasn't Duke losing to... Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And I think they only ended up winning the game by 11. Um, but it was. Yep, it's true. It, Campbell Camels. Yeah. It, we course. had to look up who yeah. the CAM abbreviation was of Cam Newtons. Which, by the way, good win for him. Shout out to him. Did not see that coming. Shout out to him. A texter looking forward to the Ask You versus Hickman matchup tonight. Hickman, Hickman's going to be a good player. Oh, and people are going to look and see that like Askew's and Hickman's numbers were similar and whatnot. They they weren't. They weren't, but I'm not trying to take anything away from Devin Askew. Hickman's going to be a good, a really good player on a really good team. Askew's going to be a reserve on a good team as well, and that's there's nothing wrong with that as well. I'm not trying to be mean to Askew. Just Hickman's going to be he's he's going to he's going to be facilitating that entire offense which is going to be a really really good offense so he'll put up some good numbers at least from an assist standpoint but we got us a severe wheeler and a tie tie i'm happy about yep. that i think Very ultimately everything kind of worked out the way it was supposed to work out not sure if our boy indy tool was too pleased with how hard we were trying to get 100 pretty quick handshake with cal yeah but they, they i mean they you got to understand they talk a ton before the game uh, robert morris got in on thursday so they, I think they, they got to have a shoot around as well. So it, I wouldn't take too much in the pregame or the postgame stuff. No, and if you didn't want Kentucky to score 100, don't you let shouldn't have let them score 100. Yep. Uh, this year's team will be perfectly fine without Frederick and all the Dante crybabies will get their wish. <laughs> Frederick will be much Man. more valuable next year given the makeup of the roster. Also, clears more room for Sharp for those who are worried about that. 
I, I gotta I like the guy. I gotta call him out. Like, come on, Larry Vault. It's two games into the season. You don't we don't need to be rubbing like getting the 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 Dante Allen crazies all stirred up. It's two games into the season. We do not need to get the Dante Allen crazies all stirred up. I, I I did find it funny. I was listening to the post game that Cal said he was asking about Dante just brought up that he got beat on a three at Duke and that, you know, he still needs to to work on his D like he, he, he is so tough on Dante Allen, but folks, he's doing it for a reason. He's been tough on some really, really, really good players it will work out if Dante Allen wants to stay patient. And by all accounts, Roush, he is staying patient. It's the fans that aren't. It's wild to me. Man, I just, I don't, just some people, that's what they, they, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I think Dante <laughs> Allen has a role on this team, but folks, he is not a good defender. He's not a good defender. And don't point out one or two other examples where so-and-so gets beat or so-and-so gets beat here. It's not it's as, one of those things. It's, too. Not as, it's not as frequent. I promise you all. It's not as frequent. He's the worst defender on UK's team. That doesn't mean he still shouldn't get some minutes here and there. He should, and he should be allowed chances to get better defensively and prove that he's better defensively because I think he's got it in him. The, the complaints last year were justifiable when you didn't have options, but now it's, it's like, what, what, what are we doing here? Just, just, just chill. Just chill out. It's going to be a good team. Just relax. R E L A X, as Aaron Rodgers said. Is that what he said? Yeah, he did oh, many years okay. ago. This year's team will be perfectly fine. Oh, oh, we got that one already. Amoni Bates looks exactly like BJ Boston on the court. I never really bought into him as a player at the next level, but we'll see. I hate Memphis for some reason. Ooh, I was having a conversation with a friend who refuses to bet Memphis because their court is so ugly and he can't stand to watch one of their games. And I'm 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 fully supportive of that. Memphis is like the small, yappy dog. Like, we are annoyed with them because they just won't shut up. Like the crusty-eyed mm -hmm. little white dog. You know what dog I'm talking about. Everybody's yeah. got yeah. a friend or a family member. Uh, or you know somebody that's got that little white dog. You don't really know what's going on with its eyes. The Taco Bell dog. And that's a chihuahua. Mm -hmm. So, no. Yeah. Like the... That the, fits in. The... I'm talking... Well, they're yappy and annoying as well. Uh, but the, that's just... More of like a, a a a nice tasty, nice tasty version. <laughs> this is the crusty dod, gross, nasty version. Valentine's terrible. Please tell me next year we will have an improved secondary. Roush. Uh, Valentine's not terrible too. Um, he at least likes to tackle. There's there's another guy on there that not a big fan of tackling. Wow. Uh, they need to get better though. There's a little there. It feels like there's a little division in the team. I, I think that three game stretch, maybe even the two game stretch, maybe even just the Georgia game. I think that took a lot out of some, and I still think there's like half the group that's just trying to pull the others up, and uh, it's kind of a weird spot. But you still have a, two big games left on the schedule, huge games left on the schedule. So if they can't, I, I just I couldn't disagree with the take more, TJ. Did you see Bully and Josh Pascal on the sidelines after the big plays? Dudes were going nuts. Like throughout. Okay, not, what do you mean? I'm not. I'm, I didn't say. That. I'm saying that I think that there are some people on the team that have kind of mailed it in. I think that there are plenty that haven't. I'm not saying that all of them have. 
Got you, got you. But like uh, the 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 division thing gets people thinking about like team chemistry. Like there's just some turds in the punch bowl that no, are just d- about to be done. Like, I don't. That, need, I think that's yeah. the easiest way to put it. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm not even saying it's like a division sort of. I, I need. I, I don't even have enough time. I need to kind of phrase all this differently. I think football is a sport more than any other, and you see it year in and year out where losses can just break people. And if you break enough people, it breaks a team. And that can happen in September. It can happen in October. It can happen in November. You never know when those cracks just get too big where everybody falls in. I'm worried there's a little crack on UK, Roush, and some people have fallen into it, but not everybody. And you you got like Levis's and like you said, Bowley and Josh. And like Levis was so ticked off leaving that field on Saturday night. I don't know if you all saw it on TV or not, but he was so mad that just like the offense had kind of stopped clicking for a little bit and stopped moving the the chains as much as they would have liked, I think. And that's good. You should yeah, be. Yeah, like know, that. I like that fire. And you had people supporting each other. I'm not saying it's this big like division in the locker room. I just think some people, the losses took a lot out of them and they need a little help getting back on their feet. But I think there's enough guys to do it. That's a better way of explaining it. Apologies for the first attempt. Texture says, for as much as someone who doesn't believe in Louisville football, TJ has picked them every week to cover. Oh, oh I- Oh, I, I, I promise you that that is strictly an ACC thing. ACC is garbage. It is the worst. It may be the worst conference, Power Five conference ever. Another really person may, says it, it really may be. Our secondary stinks. Louisville will have fun versus them. Yeah, no, I'm not. You've all you've put up points against Kentucky. I don't doubt that. I, but people, but can anybody tell me how Louisville is going to stop UK in the trenches yeah, rushing not, the ball? Not at all. Yeah, you see and what also, Kentucky was able to do against Tennessee. And, and you're Kentucky you're also seeing Georgia. Kentucky's secondary is an SEC secondary still. It's not an, it's not an ACC. Well, a Louisville score on Kentucky. The game I, I I still think Kentucky should win by 10, 14 plus, but they'll score twenty one points though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it'll be like forties to twenties, which is something that we said that Kentucky was going to have to do to win the games this year was outscore teams because their defense wasn't going to be as good. So yeah, that, that's yeah. Another text says, I'm starting to get somewhat worried about this Louisville game. They don't have a bad offense, and our defense is turning into complete cheeks. We, man, I just can't stand that phrase, cheeks. Like, it's just so dumb. It's not, like, I just, I, something about it, it's been said quite often recently. Whoever this texture is, get back to the Cannon Diesel stuff. That's fun. Cheeks, not funny. Move on. If, if we were to actually lose that game, I would lose my future under with UofL wins and then would have to deal with UofL fans for the season, not to mention it would completely ruin a good season by Kentucky. Absolutely cannot happen. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and it's not going to happen. Suck at cards. You're not that not good gonna, at football. It's not going to happen. Well, finally, a good weekend of UK sports, men's b-ball, football, volleyball. My Packers get a shutout. Raise your hand if you thought Stoops would set on would sit on a 31 to 3 lead instead of really opening it up. He just reverts to his time score management. Just once I wish he'd try to pour it on, especially after the last three weeks of pure frustration and disappointment. I agree I, with you, Texter, wholeheartedly. I can I can get with that sentiment, especially when you could throw the ball at will. Like let Levis go throw his way to one more touchdown, and then you can put Bo Allen in. Like if I'm disappointed in anything, it's that. Bo Allen didn't get at least one series against Vandy. They only had four in the second half. I was pretty happy. I was excited to see some Bo Allen, too, and it looked like we were going to get a lot of it and then end up getting none nope. of it. So. John yeah. here. Good morning to all. Thank you, Mr. Rodriguez. Ten more. Ten wins are still on the table, baby. Mahomes was vintage Mahomes last night. Okay. The Cats are a really good basketball team. They had a great bounce back win. Tell me, can they win number nine as they are, or do they need Sharp to play this season? Well, got to go talk to you later. That was a conversation we had last week, John, that, yes, I think to get over that hump to be 
you have to have one of those kind of talents to win a championship. So yes, I would I would say yes. Obviously, it doesn't mean it's impossible to not win it without Sharp. But March Madness is really, really weird. But I, I agree with Roush. Well said. UK Hoops needs a coach. I'm worried about that. UK yeah. Women's Basketball, we will maybe get to more of that tomorrow. But I'm I'm worried about that. You've got the best player in the country, and you're losing about 20 to the losers. The losers. Gosh. Man, that was a beat. That was a beatdown. Levis needs 200-ish passing yards to pass Jared Lorenzen's 2003 season and break into the top 10 single-season passing yards. Not too bad for a first-year OC and QB. It's a good text. That's a good point. It's some of these numbers I think are, have kind of been surprising to us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I was checking them out. It's not going to be. I usually get hyped for top five range. He isn't close to there, um, but he's still. I think he's the first person to have. He had a stat where it was first person with X amount of throwing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. So he, he he's doing some great things we haven't seen a lot here. And, and, Chris, and one quick thing, Chris Rodriguez has good numbers too. So it's like all your big, your, you know, your your main folks are eaten. That, that yeah. should be good for recruiting if played properly. Yes, uh, Rodriguez, I, I had the numbers online, but he's 1,000-yard rusher, past that threshold, and uh, going to finish the year – right he's ninth right now all time right behind boom williams so he's gonna pass that and he can have one of the best seasons in school history if he keeps up this pace a uh, little off topic when the college football playoff committee meant to discuss expansion president were all the conference commissioners along with notre dame athletic director what the hell are we doing here are they a conference there, under themselves there, there when we is college go, there football we go. going okay. to tell notre dame to join a conference or take it high why do they suck up when there's absolutely no reason for it so sick of them thinking they can dictate on their own terms i don't know it's just so it is and we don't have enough time to get to all that but that's a uh that's a good point good points all around a texture says i think johnny would make a great guest picker no chance all right we're out of time that's kentucky roll call on big x sports radio 96 1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush justin kalen we'll see you on tuesday game day edition of kentucky versus mount st mary's i believe yeah we'll figure it out everybody see you later have a good day roll call